the two most successful teams in the UK, millions of fans worldwide, and brought to you by a pair of f***ing wolves. It's the Red Side Rivals Social. Hello there everybody and welcome to episode 21 of the Red Side Rivals Social, where we talk news, banter and debate about Manchester United and Liverpool. My name's Brad and I'm your host and as ever with me is my best friend and horrible Liverpool fan, Mr. Lee Boy. Whoa, I just less than a horrible. I'm just letting people know the dynamic of the podcast. You're getting bitter and bitter every week, mate. <laughs> I'm just oh, curling I, up into First, I thought you were going to turn your allegiances now, you're just turning bitter on me. I think I'm getting short. Where's the Gorgon Clock Scarf gone? <laughs> it's on the back of your seat. <laughs> <laughs> I've put it back where it belongs, on your seat. On my seat. <laughs> But yeah, the more bitter I'm getting, I'm like the smaller I'm getting. I'm like, <laughs> I think the bigger that gap keeps getting, the Premier League, the, the more, more bitter, bitter I get. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Just look at the intro. So I'm the top ten now, mate. At least with top ten, things are looking 10. up. Things are looking up, <laughs> mate. I'm staying positive. You've got other on you. You're remain optimistic, are So hello, everybody. As we said, it's episode twenty-one. Twenty. Um, we're back with you after the European special, and it's game week twelve to look back on. A big game for you, so you've huge got to talk about. Absolutely huge. So we can now bring you some uh, the news that we were going to bring you in the last one, which was about the Player of the Month awards, because as of the last podcast, uh, Liverpool still hadn't decided who they wanted to be Player of the Month. Shocking. Shocking, mate. Text it's it's because it's the team who plays performing well, isn't it? That's what I mean. Oh, you've got an answer you've for everything these days. Well. You've got an answer for everything, yes. <laughs> the confidence is high. I hate it. High as a kind. So, um, our Player of the Month was awarded to, for the second time running, Scotty McTominay. McSauce picks it up again. Red sauce everywhere, mate. There's, there's not really anyone else that you you could probably shout that would get Whoa. it. Whoa. Fred's had one good game. You're going to give it him. Well, that wasn't even in, that wasn't <laughs> even in October. <laughs> it was in November. But yeah, yeah but he's not really anybody else you can give it to. Other than I think Ra- Rash- Rashford picked it up a form a little bit, didn't he, towards the end of the month. But it was a bit too late for that award. And then, like you say, Juan Bissaka. Well, he, he, well, he was out injured, but I don't think they're like standout performances. McTominay's like proper workhorse and puts it in every every single game. So it's probably deserved. He's and he blossomed started, over the last few weeks. And he started sticking some goals in as well, which is always good. So personally, I would agree. If not Rashford in. It's a shame so, he missed a sitter against us, though, that head of him two yards. That would have changed the complexion <laughs> of everything. I'll let you go and then seeing as they finally announced it who was Liverpool's Liverpool's was the Ox mate which I'm not surprised about because he's been absolutely unreal he might not have played 90 minutes like full games of football but the games he has played he's just been well this is it like for him to come off another level on he for him to come off the bench a couple of times in October and and still especially the Champions League the, the Carabao Cup and then when he's made a cameo appearance in the Premier League, he's made a huge difference. Like against Aston Villa, he yeah. made all the difference. He opened up spaces for the team, didn't he? And, and he's, he's popped up with a few goals as well. It just makes me happy. Well, not so much me, but probably you more so. That in our combined eleven that we do on our Instagram after every game week, we've put Alex Oxlade Chamberlain in a few times when he's been off the bench. And, he's and, been people, and people have been like, he only played twenty minutes. Or why are you putting him in? How much does he change your game for yeah. you? That's the thing. It's like, it doesn't matter if you play 90 minutes or five. If you come on and make a, a massive difference exactly, to win yeah. the game for your team, then you deserve all the plot, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's just testament to our absolute next level yeah. football. <laughs> <laughs> We're non-biased as well, mate. That's what I mean. It's like, 
Well, this is the whole thing of the podcast, and it we're two like we're best mates, and we support rival teams, so we love our teams, but we're very unbiased as well. We're not like biased fans, are we? Like I say to you all the time, if you play well, I hate it, but you've got to acknowledge it, haven't you? And, yeah, and the thing is, like obviously, a lot of Liverpool players because we are flying out at top of the league at the moment. I'd want to put eleven Liverpool players in the team, but I can't every week because like there is instances where yeah, Trent, for example, this week was absolutely electric and. Created so many chances and then world the game, but at the same time, there's Williams for United where he made his home debut. Well, this is it. Yeah, so we'll, like, we'll get on to, to that after the. Uh, like, but yeah, uh, we'll bring you what we do at the end of every um, month. We ask our social media community to answer a few questions for us. So if you're following us, if you're not following us, sorry, on our Facebook or our Instagram, follow us and get involved. So. Although the clubs do their own player of the month, like we say every month, we ask who the fans on our social media thought was their player of the month. And we also ask a couple of questions which kind of like is focused on the next month going forward. So, who was the fans player of the month for United, would you say? Bear in mind, Scott McTominay's won it. Um, it's hard on, mate. I'll just tell you, then. Go on. <laughs> Marcus Rashford. We had two votes for Marcus Rashford that took it. He's turned this season round, doesn't he, to be honest? Like I say, if his form started a little bit earlier in October, then he probably would have got it, I would have thought. If he continues this form through through November, he's 100% going to win it in November, isn't he? Like he went and missing then, for a while, didn't he, at the start of the month? Yeah, well, he was playing, <laughs> out, position. So he was playing out of position. He was, playing, he was playing up top, front and centre, and I always said he's so much better when he comes in from the outside. So, And then we, obviously, friend of the show, Mr Tony Hodgkinson, Always oh, frozen something to make you laugh. He's gone for Nicky Butt. <laughs> he still thinks it's a uh, nineteen ninety eight. Oh my god, he's actually Liverpool. I know. <laughs> and who did we have for Liverpool? Would you say? Was it Money Money Money? Correct. Money. Which is, I mean, there's a lot of performance. Well deserved, mate. Yeah. We didn't get it, but this is what the fans think. Your Greg was one of them, who who said Money. Money. So, Who shout out, Greg. And then, obviously, it wouldn't be a survey without another comedy answer from Tony. Come on. Jersey Dudek. <laughs> what does the Champions League mean? Jersey Potato. <laughs> so then, also, we asked our community, we asked for United fans, with all our troubles in midfield and our lack of striking options, it's coming up to the January transfer window, there's a lot of speculation. Where would you like us January to... sales. <laughs> yeah. Where would you like us to invest most? Attack i.e. a striker or midfield i.e. a central defensive midfielder 60% of people said striker you've got like 12 defenders haven't you we've got 15 centre backs <laughs> 3 <coughs> midfielders and 1 striker so was there any suggestions of any names no because I didn't give that option right. <laughs> I just did um, but yeah so 60% said striker I would be inclined to agree yeah because we do need options we don't have anything off the bench so that's what people thought. And for Liverpool, Lee Boy is saying, who do you think should partner Virgil van Dijk with Matip being sidelined for six weeks? We give the options of Lovren and Gomez. And what do you think they said? There's been an overwhelming vote towards Lovren, hasn't there? 60-40. So not really overwhelming. Let's be fair, he's had a lot of Lovren. I would have said, not being a Liverpool fan, I would have said Gomez, mate, every time. I think based on last season when he was playing week in, week out with van Dijk, they were building up a really strong relationship and partnership. But then he got injured. And then obviously he's still not Matt Sharp. And then obviously Lovren's been banished out of nowhere, hasn't he? He's come back into the squad and he's been playing really well, mate. 
Yeah. So if in based on current form, I'd, I'd say I agree with Lauren. Mm. Do you not think though? But I think long term, it's better for the club if you introduce Gomez again. Well, this is what and I start thought. building that relationship. And then you've got your centre back pairing. Then why? This is what I don't understand. But I think but. because he's performed so well against City at the weekend, and then Aston Villa the week before, you can't really drop him unless yeah. he does something drastically wrong. Yeah. So in my opinion, Gomez is the the vision for the future. But we're not buying on current it. form. It's Lauren. Right. Okay. So agreed. That was our little survey of Player of the Month awards coming about two weeks into November, so <laughs> that's Liverpool's fault that for being lazy. That is that, so shall we go into the news? Who wants to start? Me or you? Do you threw a frisbee in your face, you start. He's threw a frisbee in my face, I've caught it with my teeth like a dog, so now I can't talk. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, United news. We have got, it's mainly uh, transfer news, but I'll go through it. So, first one being... El Marque, which is a Spanish media outlet, have reported that Real Madrid are willing to put in a Pogba swap deal. Would you like to know who they want to swap him for? Can I guess the players? <laughs> no, I haven't actually. Single player this is. I couldn't single, believe this. Single player? Yeah. It didn't even mention any cash involved. Is it Isco? No, it's James Rodriguez. What? No one They've been trying to get rid of him for years, years yeah. Fuck off, trying to offer him everywhere. He was like, he, he a good World Cup in, what, 2002? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So apparently they're offering a swap deal with uh, James Rodriguez and United have turned their noses up at it as they value Paul Pogba at $179 million. I'd agree on that. So yeah, that's just ridiculous from Real. Didn't they put just Haven't they been reported Did to want... It's silly with they, Salah as well. They've reportedly wanted uh, Van Dijk, you said last week, for oh, yeah, 89 for nine, or so. I think it's 96 million. Like, it's laughable. Absolutely. Because he spent 70 on him a year ago and there's yeah. a player he's turned into. Chances Jog on. Yeah. Then we've got Tuto Sport, which is obviously an Italian uh, paper. They are reporting a, a huge four-player swap deal that Juve are putting up for, to get Pogba in January. Well, I'm renting that on the previous podcast. Uh, yeah, you said, yeah, I, you I said you said you said Would you like to know the four players that they're willing to offer us? One's the scumbag Chan, isn't it? One's Chan. Yeah. One's Manzukic. One's Blaise Matuidi. And then the other one is Daniel Rugani, who I didn't know who it was, so I looked into him and he's just some like... It's like a academy he's, player, is he? He's a centre-half, 25-year-old Italian centre-half, because we need more centre-halves. <laughs> so that would be... Would I plus cash, or is it just all four That's players? no four-player swap deal, no cash was mentioned there either. I mean, you're getting a lot for your, your player, aren't you, there? You're getting four players, but it's not what we need. It's just like they've gone... You're losing I bet, creativity. I bet, none of them, I bet none of them in the Champions League squad. Well, Chan's definitely not, is it? And Mandzukic isn't. So I bet they've just gone, oh, we don't need these. Get rid of Deadwood. United can have our Deadwood. Fuck that off. So... Other transfer news, I touched on what Paul Ince said in the last podcast about United need to go for Zlatan and not not him, not Mandzukic. Zlatan to United has been rumbling around on a few little uh, sites and in a few papers and stuff. So apparently United are going to challenge Milan for him. And then this Sky have reported since that he isn't actually a target for Oli. Then there's an Italian outlet called Il Corriere dello Sport uh, that reported now that Bologna... The boss of Bologna is Siniza Mihailovic, who was the former boss at Inter when Ibrahimovic was there years and years ago. So apparently he's asked him to go and play there for six months, and that is Latan's preferred. preferred destination. So read into that what you will, but apparently yeah. that's he's on the cards to go Bologna. Which would, I don't think he'd go there. It's a rogue one, isn't it? But he went to United for Jose, didn't he? So. He likes being the main man, doesn't he, as well? Mm. 
So did you see what he said to LA Galaxy fans when he left LA? He went to Statue or something, or something. No, he said, go back to watching baseball. <laughs> he said, you Oh, got... yeah, the MLS would be nothing about me, didn't he? He said, yeah. he said you, you wanted Zlatan, you got Zlatan, now go back to watching baseball. You pay for what you get for, kind of thing, No, not that. He didn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then the other bit of United news I've got is Victor Lindelof has been honoured by the Swedish FA. What? So he's won the Guldballen. <laughs> In my best Swedish accent, <laughs> the Guldballen, which means golden ball. <laughs> so it's a it's a Swedish FA award. So it's basically the best player in Sweden. Jesus, and then, hard times in Sweden. Then mate, <laughs> think of another good Swedish player you can't other than Zlatan. For, well, previous winner is Danish, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> good one. Wow. Um, previously, there was Zlatan that won it for seven years on the bounce, and before that, there was Henrik Larsson who was Freiburg. Freddie Youngberg, yeah. He probably won it a few times, but in terms of United, Larson won it as well. So, yeah, Lindelof's been honoured by them. Well done, Victor Lindelof. You won something, mate. Um, <laughs> try to get your plays back. <laughs> yeah. That's it for me for United news, mate. So you can go and fire off your shitty news. Go, I'll dive into transfer news first. Yeah, <clears> that's all so, the friggin' is, isn't it, really? So one funny one, mate, is Besiktas. Um, <laughs> I've allegedly oh, come out this. and said they want to terminate Carius's loan deal. <laughs> but that's not the half of it. So it's a two year loan, and they were paying us, I think it was like one million a season or something, plus his wage bill. So obviously, they've demanded to, for him to be returned early, but Liverpool have asked for one million. They said, we'll give you five. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, how that's true how, that is, I don't know. That's so how bad it is. We're looking for compensation for cancelling early. So we were pretty reasonable at a million pounds, and they said, five, snap our hands off. Stick him in the academy. Let's all sell him in January. There's no way you're going to want him back. You don't want someone back that someone's willing to offload more money than they, that you want. No, but he even said, though, I think at the beginning of the season, he said he's still got ambitions to once again play for Liverpool in the future. It's like, is, yeah, he, he, is he a dream he world? He can for the 23s. He's in an absolute dream world, isn't he? He couldn't even work in the canteen. He'd drop all trays. <laughs> True story. <laughs> We've been linked with Maxi Gomez, who plays for Valencia. He's an Argentinian striker for them. Okay. Banging the goals. We've been apparently linked for £121 million. But I don't really know much about him. That was just linked to the papers recently. You ain't paying that for no one? No. <laughs> well, leading on to my next Ooh, story. Okay. Nice. So Jürgen Klopp's come out on Sky Sports and basically ruled out, ruled out our chance of signing Mbappe. <sighs> so obviously you're not made up about that because that inevitably means who are we going to sign? That means you're going to be going Jordan after Sancho. Jaden. Why did you say Jordan? Because you don't know any players' names. Jaden. That's right. Jaden Sanchez. That best not be true. But like I say, it could be just Klopp's way of just putting all focus into the Premier League and then in the summer... Just batting it away as if to say, I don't need to deal with that. I don't need thing. these questions right now. I've got yeah, the Premier maybe. League to concentrate on. Maybe. So only time will tell with that. But like you said off air, like, if Nike are involved, then it, surely could, they it could possibly happen. Yeah, it? surely. That's, what I, that's just my thoughts anyway, but... We'll see. We'll well, see. It all depends on who we lose in the summer. Yeah. If we lose anyone, doesn't it? So won't worry about it just yet. Um, other transfer news is that we've apparently in advance talked with Bournemouth over a possible swap deal for Ryan Fraser and Harry Wilson, who's on loan oh, now. Yeah, yeah, that about Ryan Fraser actually. But um, he's been frozen out of their squad because he's refused to sign a new contract. Um, he had an awesome season last year, but this year he's not really featured at all. But for me, it doesn't really make much sense because we're overloaded with midfielders. So unless someone's leaving. All speculation, all mate. All speculation, mate. It's all random speculation at the minute, but... 
other news is in relation to the EFL Cup. Obviously, we mentioned the last podcast. Yeah, that so we said, what did we say? Appealed we appealed to have the actual um, date moved because it obviously... Oh, we found out when the fixtures Conflicts felt. with yeah. um, the FIFA World Cup. The, or Cup. as you called it, the World Club Challenge. <laughs> the World Club Challenge. Like a pool tournament. So they basically turned around to us and said, unfortunately, you enter the competition, you're going to continue playing in the competition. Well done, EFL. That's exactly what I said. So Liverpool made a statement and said, we thanked the EFL for their efforts in trying to adapt to our requirements, but we're going to continue with their request to play. So Liverpool are going to play two teams for the first time. Wow, so that's what they're going to do. They're going to split the team. Yeah. The plan is, in my opinion... Get Carrius back. Play him in the EFL Cup. No. What I'd do could be a good thing. It won't allow us the youth, the experience to play in a big tournament. Well, they've been playing in the EFL Cup anyway, haven't they? And if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd take you know seven of the first eleven away of him for the first game, plus some academy players. Precise. And then the rest of them will feature in the EFL Cup with some academy players. And if we get through, get knocked out, they then fly out for the second game. It's a great idea. It's a great idea, but it's a lot of travelling at the same time. Sign him up. Sign him up. I just think you'll... We kind of shot ourselves in the foot, haven't we, really? Like you said in the last podcast, that it's a bit arrogant of Liverpool to... This is what I said, to, mate. To play in so many tournaments. I just think what he'll do is, this is what I think, you've said what you think, I think that he'll just set the first team out to Qatar, and then what he'll do is he'll just say to, who's your under-23 boss, Neil Critchley? Yeah. And he'll just say to him, throw the under-23s in there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and just play them in the EFL Cup because that's basically what he did against well, Arsenal. Well, it's what he did against Arsenal, wasn't it? With, so a, with the likes of Milner, yeah. uh, the Ox, mm. Lallana played. You're not going to send anybody because then it won't really affect you, will it, if you play your under 23s? But then what he'd do is if you won and got through, there's no way then he could come back and then go, I'll play my first team for the semis. He'd have to then say, You've got it, so you can continue, yeah, continue playing. To be harsh, that wouldn't it? But we'll see what we'll see what t- the teams are like, eh? We will, mate. I'm looking forward to it, really, because obviously we can then say if we were to win it, we are the world champions, as well as European champions, as well as possible Premier League champions. Yes, we touched on this at the start of the season <laughs> when I said, "I'm not. I'm going to hate if you win it because you be, we're the world champions." Plus, you'll get that badge. I'm going to get that badge on my shirt just to piss you off. Oh, it's so cool <laughs> that badge. We though, it. It's it so cool that badge. It is. Other news, mate, touching on to that really, is in relation to the FIFA World Club Cup. Uh, Liverpool have rejected uh, the opportunity to stay in a five-star hotel allocated to them. <laughs> really, basically because they've looked into it and the staff are working 12-hour days for £8 a day, which is like scandalous, isn't it? Okay, no. In today's society. It's better money than ours. It's like slave labour, isn't it? <laughs> no. I might fly out to Qatar. Where did it, what's the hotel <laughs> And not only no, that, they're playing at 45 degrees. Eight quid a day. Yeah. Eight quid a day, mate. 45 degree heat. It's just like, you wouldn't even get out of bed for it, would you? Well, you couldn't. No offence. <laughs> couldn't get out of bed sweat in the pit. I don't think you'd even have a bed to sleep in if you were getting paid eight quid a day. You'd be um, living in a bin, mate. <laughs> and then other news, mate, just to bore you even more with Liverpool news, is Liverpool for the first time now lead the top European clubs in rankings by FIFA. Okay. Which we, we touched on at the beginning of the season, like we don't really know how the point system works, which... Yeah, because the last time they updated it was probably around like game week one or two, wasn't it? And we reported then the rankings, didn't we? So and it was you were so, you were like third or fourth or something. So I think the inception started in two thousand seven. The conception, boom, Leeism in the news. Inception. <laughs> wow. Inception it's been a started. Long day. 
been watching uh, films recently. <laughs> watching films. So, yeah, so it's, it's a massive achievement and turn around in terms of what Jurgen Klopp has done for us, hasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like the squad's been massively improved. The profit of what the club's worth has dramatically increased. Oh, We're now put leading away. the European rankings. Not for very long, probably. Like, but to be fair, you, you won the, the Champions, League, Champions League. League. We won it. Yeah. So you it. probably should be at the top of the UEFA rankings. And we now lead City in Barcelona. Mm, okay. United, I don't know where they feature, if I'm honest. We will be top 10, I would imagine, still. So, because we had a good year last first year. First is Liverpool, second City, shit club. <laughs> Barcelona, third. With that. Bayern Munich, Juve, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, PSG, Madrid. Arsenal ahead of you as well. That's a top 10. No way. United, I thought we'd be in top 10. United 11th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a good run it last year, but obviously this year we dropped out. So. You're not going to be in it for a while, mate, let's be honest. No, we're not. Let's be completely honest with each other. Well, is, is that your Liverpool news done? So that's the Liverpool news done, mate, really, yeah. It's been a bit quiet. Good, well, I've got a, I've got a league for you that I want to talk to you about. Go on. So it's a league where United are higher than you in. Would you like to know what this league is? Is that the Pie Awards? The Pie Awards? The Stadium Pie Awards. <laughs> United do have good packs. <laughs> yeah, I could handle that. <laughs> that's one thing you'll give me, isn't it? The guarantee. Decent pie. Pie. Oh yes, good oh, yes. <laughs> The one thing you liked about Old Trafford. No, it's not the pie league. Go on, what is it? It's it's nearly as laughable to be honest. It's the environmental league. So the BBC, along with the SPS, which is the Sports Positive Summit, which is an organisation that's backed by the UN. Yes, the United the Nations. United Nations. Sir. Has released a league for Premier League clubs that need to adhere to. So it's obviously to do with the environment. So basically, it's around making sure that you're being... Environmentally friendly. Environmentally friendly, yeah. Lowering your carbon footprint, all that stuff. What's that? Turn off your lights? Turn off your lights when you leave a room. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not about that. So basically... I, I know what it is. Not qualifying for the Champions League, so you don't have to turn the lights on every Wednesday or Tuesday. The rest of the you need to shut up talking about lights, <laughs> you. Under the lights of Anfield. <laughs> right, so um, it's monitored on lots of different things. So it's things like clean energy and the energy efficient, sustainable transport. So things like how you carpool into training and shit like that. And you get a point for every area that you score well in, Okay. So would you like to know who's top of this Premier League sustainability rankings? I would say Brighton. Um, that's randomly plucked out the air. To be fair, you're not far wrong. Oh Brighton are what? <laughs> Brighton are fifth. How the hell are <laughs> So basically, I won't I won't bore you with it, but Arsenal are top of that. Um, <laughs> At least the top of the league or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, then it's City, then United, then Spurs, then Brighton. That's, that makes up the top five. But more importantly, we're about ten from. Where are you? Yeah, where's Liverpool in that league? I'll Mid-table. put you out of your misery. Mid table. I can see you go already making some compost. Tell me where we are. Thirteenth. Wow, that's shattering. Long it? live the environmental <laughs> league. So we're third in Fuck that. Recycling. So we're in the Champions League of environmental wow. positions. So yeah, basically each team have got to have like an initiative as well. So there's some funny ones like Burnley. Apparently, this is just I'll just tell you this one because it's quite funny. So Burnley have done an informal car share scheme and Ashley Barnes and Ashley Westwood bought a minibus wow. and they drive all the players to and from training. <laughs> they take this. That's real funny, that, isn't it? So United's main selling point is they say that their annual carbon emissions have been reduced by more than 2,000 tonnes. 
the equivalent to emissions produced by 400 homes for a year. So that's United's main selling point. And Liverpool, they say they have no single-use plastic food packaging. Instead, using trays made out of compostable palm leaf and maize. That's your thing. So, yeah. I know it's a bit boring, no, though, no. but obviously... It's, it's very... It's, it's very nice it's, top of it's on point, in it, at the minute? Uh, you've, got to, you've got to be energy efficient, haven't you? Certainly have, mate. Save the planet. David Attenborough wants to bring back animals, doesn't he? He wants to bring them back. They're all dying <laughs> he off, He wants mate. to bring back animals. <laughs> They're all dying off. They're selfish oh, humans. You get them mixed up with dinosaurs. They're the ones that have gone. <laughs> selfish humans knocking down the rainforest. He wants to bring back the dodo. He wants to bring them back, doesn't he? <laughs> he wants to bring them. Bring back the orangutong. <laughs> he wants to bring back animals is a classic statement. <laughs> I was going to say, I've got one, one other new, bit of news that on, was then. linked to the um, EFL Cup. Go on then. Caribou Cup, rather. Um, Jamie Carragher Jamie is apparently going to be involved in the coaching staff for this event when we disappear with the first team over to Qatar, where he's going to get involved with Alex Inglethorpe and help take charge of the team while Klopp is away. Oh, thanks. I think that's quite a bit of news. No, it's, it's interesting news, isn't it? It's Liverpool news. It's like it might be a bit of an insight for Carragher to see if he actually wants to go down that direction, get away from pundits and actually get involved in management or assistant coaching. Gerard eventually takes charge. Could do, yeah. All right, so Carragher... Sorry for interrupting me. What was I going to say, anyway? It's all right. So, we'll touch on um, the theme that we have every single week, which we don't actually like to report, but then what is that Racism. Theme? Racism. Every single every week, week, isn't it, man? So, Bernardo Silva's been charged now. It's come through for his, obviously, racist tweet that he put out about Benjamin Mendy. So, he's been charged with 50 grand and a one-match ban for it. Has it really, yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm on the. We said this a couple of weeks ago, or whenever it was when we reported it first. I understand what the situation is there. They're obviously mates and that, and they obviously must do it all the they time. They feel comfortable enough to have a bit of bands with but each other. But you can't do it on your on your Twitter that goes out to loads of people. Like seen by it. millions of people yeah. around the world. He's just he's fucked up there by putting it on online. On like Twitter. the press are quick to jump on it as yeah. well. He's still, he's probably not a racist guy, but he's put that he's put that out there, and you can't do that. And I suppose a little bit as well. Is he Portuguese? Yeah. So it might be a bit lost in translation. Yeah. Well. What yeah. might be acceptable? Spanish and the Portuguese and the Brazilians are all a bit yeah. like. Like I'm sure they were different cultures. I'm sure they were for like black is like Negro or something which like that. Which was said, which um, obviously it was. Well, I'm not justifying it. Here we go. Backpedaling. Not justifying what he said. Like because I think on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago, ever actually touched base on it when he was. Yeah, Carragher said he was ashamed, wasn't he, about the club? And they said they were ashamed for the t-shirts they wore because they should never have supported him, which is completely true. It's like what he did was wrong. Yeah, but I think he came out as well with some of the context that he said that words mean different. Yeah, yeah, in Spanish. Yeah, like he said, he's probably not a racist person, but it just. But in, in that one, I do understand, but you've got to take the punishment because you were stupid enough to yeah, put it on your Twitter. So um, He's probably been ill-advised because obviously he's got people probably doing his social media for him. Mm. And he's probably said, put this on, and just not really said, oh, this is something you shouldn't really put on there, mate. Plus, most footballers are daft anyway. <laughs> so there's been more racism as well uh, overseas. So the last one was in Italy. This one comes in the form of the Ukraine. So Tyson, who's a Brazilian that plays for Shakhtar Donetsk, it's basically proper similar to Balotelli's from last week. So he basically kicked the ball in, into the crowd for receiving racist remarks. So they put a tannoy out like they usually do because obviously it's happened. Then they walked off the pitch because that's the next phase that what you're meant to do. So you do the tannoy, then you walk off the pitch if it continues. Tyson's kicked the ball into the crowd like Balotelli did. 
So they've all gone off. Tyson's gone off in tears. His teammate as well. Then Tino is crying as well. Obviously, if it's been all racist stuff coming out. So then they come back onto the pitch. When they return, the ref sends Tyson off, kicking the ball really? into the crowd. Unbelievable. Shocking. Unbelievable. Where? Where's the ref? Like, where's the sense in that? Where's the sense in that? What's the, the ref must know why he's done that because they've just come off. That's just. It, it, Has it been overturned or anything? Or is it? I'm guessing. I've seen it, I mean, it's obviously in Ukraine, and it's so I'm guessing it will have been appealed, surely. But yeah, it's just it's just madness that I can't believe that the referee is not for. He's added two and two together there, hasn't he? And got fifty six or something. And just made up, and he... yeah, and he sent Tyson off. So it continues, mate. Do you think next week we won't have a story about racism? No, I, th- I think for the no, no, no I, I think for the rest of the season it's it's going to be Every like a week. rotation. It'd be it'd be racism because it's not being addressed and then it'd be VAR it's just like an ongoing thing it's like <laughs> our season was racism VAR racism VAR <laughs> honestly for the rest of the season that's what you get mainly VAR until the, all the leagues do something together collectively yeah, something needs to be nothing's going to change is it yeah something needs to be done so there's that Natalie Sawyer doesn't like us Lee who? Natalie Sawyer doesn't like us why not? So, you know, Natalie Sawyer off Sky Sports and yeah. TalkSport, she has come out on TalkSport and says that she feels that the mockery that is being directed towards Unai Emery, she didn't say bullying. I think bullying was on the tip of her tongue. Wow. But she was, she was basically saying that she feel like it's gone too far with people taking the mickey out of what he says. So she's like, this thing, like... She's like, like the, media, the, media, <laughs> the media are doing it and everyone started taking the mick and he's learning the language and all this and no one's taking the mick out of him. Like <laughs> he that. just needs to stop it's saying just, it. It's just funny the way he says good evening, that's all. <laughs> For it's no just, reason sometimes. It's just a little bit of light-hearted fun. He'll it, start his conversation with the press and then go, good evening. He'll be like, yes, it was a very good game, good evening. <laughs> it's just a little bit of light-hearted fun. I don't yeah. think it's bullying in any no. way, is it? But she never said that to be fair, but you could it tell it was Yeah, you could tell she just withheld saying it. So she doesn't like people that say good evening and take the mick out of him, so she's never gonna listen Sorry, to this. Gonna continue. <laughs> she's never gonna listen to this, along with thousands of other people <laughs> won't be listening to this. Other bit of news, obviously it's international break this week, um it's broke. So it was from your game, wasn't it, at the weekend? Sterling was wasn't he? Sterling was kicking off with everyone, wasn't he, in your game? He kicked off with Trent, didn't he? And he kicked, he kicked off, off with, with Gomez. Trent, kicked off with Gomez. Kicked off with the billboard. <laughs> Just didn't kick the ball into the net, which he should have done. I think because he was severely frustrated, wasn't he, with how City were playing. They were playing really well. Couldn't get past our units. Yeah, he, he basically had a scuffle, didn't he, with Gomez? Yeah, well, in, and now it's gone to international duty. Yeah, and he's been reported that he's had another clash with Gomez. What, since? Yeah, coming back to in the training camp. So apparently, this is how Sky Sports described the timeline of events. I mean, I don't know how they know if they've got like an undercover agent. But apparently it was in the canteen at St. George's Park. And Sterling walks in. And Gomez is sat with other teammates, so I'm guessing it'll be Trent and, and Henderson, Ox and maybe, stuff, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And he walks in and they're laughing, and he goes over and thinks that they're laughing at him. So then he addresses it, and he either grabs or says something to Gomez, like, serious. And everyone carries on laughing because they think that he's, he's joking. Joking around, But yeah. then obviously it's serious, and they have a scuffle, or there's contact, or something happens. And then everyone gets up then and splits it up. So what's happened is Southgate has basically said to Sterling, you're the aggressor. You've been out of order. I'm dropping you for the game. So, thoughts? Before it's I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. Is like, if, if he's been completely out of order and aggressive towards a teammate, as if I did that work, you could potentially get reprimanded and sacked for it, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. 
So, like, he's been called to international duty. Obviously, it's a day after the event. So feelings are still going to be quite raw. So really, is that Southgate's fault for not addressing it to make sure they were apart? So, like, give him a day or two to accept the defeat and move on from that. Yeah, well, there was a day. It happened on Sunday and this happened on the Tuesday. But I think my main concern about it is he made the decision to send him home and then within an hour, he said, hang on, you're not playing today, but you can still train with us for the next game. So really, if you're sending somebody home, you don't half-heartedly do it. You send them home to teach him an example. That's well, he has done, he's, he's dropped him from the, the he's, squad. He's dropped him, but he was still being around the squad training. So he didn't... Because he's got to be ready for the next match that he's going to play. So his punishment was, you're not going to play. That was his punishment. See, people have said that um, they feel like they should have let him get away with it and why why are you doing that to Sterling? Like, come on, it happens all the time. There's loads of scuffles. I don't agree with that, mate. No. I feel like if it had happened within the England setup. So let's say the City and Liverpool game didn't happen. They played separate teams and then they're in training and Gomez goes in hard on Sterling and then there's a fight and a kickoff. That's different, isn't it? Then that's different, but Sterling's brought that from the Premier League action at the weekend and still He's kicking off about it. So Southgate's like, hang on, what are you bringing your problems into this environment for? I can't have that. And I agree, me. I agree you can't have that. No, I, if, I like, think you, like you just touched on. If we did that in our workplace, yeah, science, they wouldn't be like, science. "Oh, it happens all the time. People argue all the time." They'd be like, "Not no, a place of work." That's what it is. For here's X, Y, Z punishment yeah, yeah. for it. So I just feel like he should be, and he's done something about it. Gareth Southgate is a man of his word. I feel like he's very straight, isn't he? And I feel like for me, he's done the right thing there. I don't know about you, but like, I feel he like... did address it. But I just think. If you're gonna, you feel like you just dropped him from everything. I think that's just your Liverpool no, side coming through because you hate Sterling. Hate anyway, like, well, there you go. He's, like, he's not doing himself any favors. So like the way he was on on the weekend with his attitude, he was letting the, the crowd get to him. I personally feel like because every time he comes back to Anfield, he gets booed. Well, right, like within good reason because he was a money grabber. Like when he left us, it was the way he left, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit bitter when he, the way he left, wasn't it? So yeah. obviously, Liverpool fans don't like him or never like him, and him doing this now on the weekend against us in the Premier League and then internationally what's going to happen when he comes back to Anfield next time it'll be even louder yeah we don't and how is, how is he going to react how is he going to react is he going to do it again is he going to kick off with everybody again he's going to go to the sideline and come back with boxing gloves <laughs> but yeah no, no. like I say I think they need to move on from it now don't they yeah, it's like they've obviously apologised to each other they're grown men aren't they at the yeah. end of the day we've all had disagreements in the past like, yeah that's it so you just like, move on from it don't you yeah he's done it move on you've been dropped you're back for the next game though that's your punishment move on from it. So the only other bit of news I've got before we go into the reviews section is just, remember last week I reported on that Bundesliga 2 game that was mad, it was like nil-nil at half-time and then it finished like 4-3 in like the 90th yeah, plus 10th yeah. minute. So Bundesliga again is in the news and it was a Bundesliga game between um, Eintracht Frankfurt and Freiburg. <laughs> Have you seen this? I haven't seen it. Before. Wow, this is immense, this mate. So basically, it's it's the de- it's in the depths of injury time again, and um, Eintracht Frankfurt are behind one 0 to Freiburg. So they have a corner. So Eintracht Frankfurt throw the corner in. Obviously, everyone's up because they're trying to get an equaliser. Gets cleared by Freiburg straight out for a throw in. So the ball comes over out for a throw in past Freiburg's coach. So Freiburg's coach is stood in his technical area. Yeah. And the Frankfurt captain uh, Abraham comes running up down to get the ball. The ball goes to the coach and he kind of like moves out of the way. So he doesn't grab the ball and give it back to him. But the team's winning, he's not going to, is he? Yeah, he's not going to die, is he? He runs past him. So then instead of Abraham like waiting for the ball, boy, he's obviously in a rush trying to get the ball. <laughs> runs up past the coach. 
Coach has a few words to him. Boom! Shoulder barges him over, mate. <laughs> coach goes down. Coach is about 60 odd years old, mate. Yeah. Goes and then it just all kicks off. <laughs> the benches are up and everything. BT Sport, I think that I've done a post about it because they actually were doing the game live. Uh, go and check it out on the socials. It's, it's I shouldn't say it's funny, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Did he get sent off really? Yeah. <laughs> so after it all calmed down, he got sent off. But the co- like, it's horrible behaviour. You should not be doing that to a coach. Like you really should not be doing that. But the coach gives him something verbally when he makes him react when he's coming over. And the coach kinda I think the coach knows something's gonna happen because he kinda yeah, like tenses up. gets himself ready and kinda like steps into it a little bit and he just goes boom and does it. <laughs> oh mate, it was so oh, funny. We've all done it when you're playing football. We have we've all shoulder bars the manager. Heads. We've all sat shoulder bars. The red mist comes We've all me. shoulder bars the manager in our time. I think we should let him off. Let him off. Yellow, <laughs> another one of them, mate, and you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's just the Bundesliga is throwing some absolute stories at the minute. So that's it in terms of news for me, mate. Same goes, mate. Same goes. We'll jump into the reviews then, eh? Usually we start with under twenty threes, don't we? But they have not been in action because it's not featured, sir. International break for them. So then we move usually swiftly on to the women's game, and they have not been in action because it's <laughs> international break for the women. We will bring you, though, some of the international action with our players and where they've been up to. So United had call-ups for uh, quite a few, to be honest. So the main one was the Scottish contingent at United. So Scotland called up Jane Ross, Kirsty Hansen, player of the month, <laughs> and Lizzie Arnott. So Lizzie Arnott was an unused sub for both games. And Jane Ross and Kirsty Hansen featured Jane Ross scoring in a 5-0 win against Albania and then we had Jackie Gronin that featured for Holland in both of their games uh, the first game they played they actually won 8-0 Jesus I know yeah they're just sick the sick hot Netherlands though for the women England we had a couple in there so we had Mary Earps in goal who featured in the game where we got beat at Wembley the sellout the 2-1 yeah they missed the penalties well didn't they did they yeah no way I actually recorded it but I never got around to watching it um, and we had Abby McManus as well, who's our new signing from City, who was unused sub in both games because we played Czech Republic as well and we beat narrowly beat Czech Republic 3-2. And Czech Republic aren't good, mate. Neville's under pressure, isn't he? He's they've under, not been in good form recently. It's quite tight, but yeah, he is under pressure. He's, I mean, he's less than six months ago, he got into the World Cup semi-final. Now he's under pressure. Mad. And then we had Hayley Ladd was called up for Wales who featured in a 0-0 draw with Northern Ireland in a European qualifier. She actually was centre-half, and she a centre-half partner was Rhiannon, Rhiannon Roberts that plays for, for your guys. The pool. Yeah, so she played next to her. Uh, and that was it for our women, international women. So did oh, you we, have anybody? We've already got two, mate, other than that. So um, Christy Murray featured for Scotland Again, against Albania in the 5 0 yeah, win. Yeah, she scored. Yeah, she scored, didn't she? So hopefully that. she'll bring that form for the Liverpool ladies this weekend against Everton. She scored a goal. <laughs> Depends if they play, you never really know, do you? <laughs> no, no, it's like Rotation City, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then Naomi Fay featured for the Republic of Ireland in the 1 1 draw against Greece. So I'm not really sure what the Greek, the Greek women's football team is like. But. I know, yeah. I'm not really sure what the not Republic of Ireland is, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> so. Only, like the men's. <laughs> 
Yeah. No offence, Liz. <laughs> shit, shit. Let's just clear this up. His, his other half is actually from Ireland and he's just ripping into the Irish. It's his woman and she's from Ireland and he's ripping into the women's Irish national team. Good luck with that one, mate. I hope she never listens to this. And I think the men's are playing New Zealand this week, aren't they? Are they? Mm-hmm. Thanks for that random information. Though. Yes, right. Um, obviously, so the women are back this weekend. Um, it's international break for under-23s again and for the men, but the women are back this weekend. We have got Chelsea away, big, big game, which we talked about in the last podcast. What are you guys doing? It's a big Merseyside derby, mate. It is, isn't it? So obviously that's on Sunday, three o'clock kickoff. I'm going to be going. You'll be there. lovely Irish better half. Oh, suck it up now. (laughs) Sorry. Just in case she's listening. So I'm looking forward to it, to be honest, mate. So it's the first time it's ever been held at Anfield. I think they've sold quite a lot of tickets, so hopefully the atmosphere will be quite good. They've sold nine. Million. No, just nine. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you can see the net rustle. For the first time this season. I know, yeah. I'm joking. So they've they've scored in the cup. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Weird, Um, weird team Liverpool women's, mate. Weird team. So yeah, so that's it for from the under-23s and the women's. So it's into the Premier League action for the first teams, mate. So, so let's have a look at the old... The man with the scores. The scores and the doors. Lead doors. <laughs> so it was, it was Friday Night Football again. What was the Friday Night Football this, yeah. like last week? Um, Norwich continued a fine form since they beat City. They lost 2-0 at home. <laughs> Shit, who did they play? Watford, they got the first win in yeah, a long time. We're beating Watford. Saturday contingents were Chelsea at home against Palace. They won two 0 Again, Lampard's moving forward and Chelsea performing really well. Manager. Sneaking up that table, aren't they? He got manager of the month, didn't he? He did, yeah. He deserved it. To be honest, he's doing a really good job, isn't he? Anything to stop Klopp getting it again, probably. Wow, oh, off. Um, <laughs> Burnley won three 0 at home against West Ham. Their woes continued. They've been awful since Noble's been out the side. They've just been. Dropping down that table. He's underrated for them. Well, he's probably not if you're a West Ham fan. At the beginning of the season, they're all the rage. Or West Ham are going to be a really good side this year again. Top shit. Top six do the same when they beat us. So yeah, they're doing absolute dog poo at the moment. (laughs) Dog poo. (laughs) Um, Newcastle one two one at home against Bournemouth. Everton actually won 2-1 away in Southampton. Spurs continue to drop points at home again. I think they had a goal to slough with VAR. I think. To make it 2-0 and then Sheffield United. No, actually no, I think it was Sheffield United that had a goal disallowed. Did they? For that, but again, they drew one all at home. They continued to drop points. Poch is under pressure again. Leicester continued their fine form of a 2-0 win at home against Arsenal. <laughs> Playing so good. Yeah, and then obviously on Sunday, apart from our games, Wolves won 2-1 against Villa. Villa took you to the, took you to the wire and then get a bit. It was a way though, wasn't it? The light, well, it's like us, strong, but uncons- inconsistent. So we were up first then, weren't we, Sunday? You was, mate, yeah. So we were at Brighton. No, we weren't. What a lie that is. So Brighton came to Old Trafford. I went to that game. It's up on our Instagram and our Facebook stories. If you want to go and check it out, give us a follow. It's pinned to our page. We do a little story every time we go to the game. So I was there and I went and watched. It was it was a good, a good Premier League fixture to go and watch, to be honest. It's quite so, entertaining, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, so really, really good to see. We played brilliantly. It was a 3-1 home win with goals from Pereira on the 17th minute. 
McTominay has now been credited for a, for an OG that was it was yeah I've seen it was that. on the nineteenth minute, but it's now been given to McTominay. Has actually been given it to him, yeah. Yeah, he's been credited with it now. And then Rashford on the sixty sixth. Brighton's goal came from Lewis Dunk on the sixty fourth. So yeah, in terms of the starting lineup, Ashley Young picked up a yellow card, so he was suspended. The dirty bastard. <laughs> so really nice to see Brandon Williams get a first Premier League start. He came into the side. And Lindelof came back into the side from the midweek European game and dropped in for Rojo. And then that was it, other than De Gea, who obviously goes in goal. And that was it, it was the same team. So, sorry, no, it wasn't. Dan James was in there as well. Pretty much core the same team as was playing in part. And I like to see it when it's like consistent like that. It it fills me with joy when I see a (laughs) consistent team. So, consistency is something you struggle with this year, mate. Yeah, so as I say, mate, we we played really well. As soon as the game started, we were knocking it about and There's pushing it about. There was claims for a pen, weren't they, quite early on? Yeah, no, there was, there, was, there was claims for a pen early on. Yeah, Rashford, like, kind of, kind of trying to get up and getting pulled down and trying to get up. I don't know. It could have been given. It couldn't. It may have not have been one of those. So, yeah, our first goal came on the 17th minute. Pereira on his 50th appearance as well. He basically comes running down from the halfway with the ball, and I think he does about seven hundred stepovers. Like, I see, I remember seeing that. I feel like the grass had gone from underneath him. He'd done that many <laughs> stepovers. It was he like had, a fee when you're taking the piss out. He has Martial to his left, James to his right, and you're just thinking, just lay just it off to it. one of them here, mate. <laughs> no, I, I need to continue to do. St- it's like he's got OCD, and he's like, I need to get seven hundred stepovers. <laughs> But yeah, we did so many stepovers. He gets tackled. Luckily, the ball goes to Martial, where he was probably going to play it anyway. Uh, Martial plays it back into him, and he, he hits one, and it gets a huge deflection, and ends up in the back of the net. And that was in the 17th minute, and it really relieved the pressure. We just kept going at him and kept going at him. Brighton was so dirty in this game, may I say. They were just proper filthy. They just kept getting yellow cards and putting fouls in. They were just trying to break us up, but... We were, like I say, zipping it about loads and really, really looking good. Like, looking like we could go and just tear them apart and score loads. I think Brighton played into our hands a lot as well, which didn't help because Brighton gave us loads of space and loads of time. And Bright- what Brighton should have done was come and just sat in at Old Trafford. But they didn't. They just thought, we'll just we'll just go 4-4-2 and, and play our game. Don't do that against us because... We're shit when you're sitting. So that's, that's what I don't get to teams not like look at videos and think, hang on, when Palace sat in, when Wolves sat in second half, when Southampton sat in, when West Ham, no, West Ham didn't sat in, they just beat, they just beat us. But do you know what I mean? They can't beat them. When Bournemouth did it the prior week in the second half, we just can't beat them. I don't know why. So it follows suit. Yeah, so we really exploited the space that we were given. It gave us time to get on the turn and play balls in behind and, and really attack. The next goal came, comes from there's a, a rash challenge on James, which is a shocker. It always happens. And this is only a couple of minutes after uh, Pereira sticks his goal in, in the 17th minute. So we get the free kick. Fred throws it in a left-footed free kick all the way into the back post. And there's a mix-up. Maguire gets up for it, basically, and it, it drops. And it's an absolute goal-mouth scramble. Drops to McTominay, who sticks a toe on it, and then... It's, I think this is why it's been given to him is because he sticks a toe on it and it's going towards the goal and then proper like gets on the end of it and it ends up going in but I think because it was already going towards the goal that's why it's not an OG it's an OG to me so then we're sat well it was but I think because it was already going towards that way if it, if it was ben going a different way or it was static and he's booted it in then I think it'd be different 
And then for some reason, VAR were looking at it, and since I've watched it back on Match of the Day, they were looking at, I think, an elbow from Maguire. Is that Maguire is leaning in? Yeah, I think that's what it was, but they were both jumping up with their arms everywhere, so... But it took an age at the ground, and it just makes you realise, especially because there's no screens at Old Trafford and there's none at Anfield, is there? No, there's none. You're just like... They all celebrated, and then they ran back United, and they're all set up, ready for kickoff. And Brighton get the ball and put it down as if it's a free kick. So we're like, hang on. And then you look at the scoreboard, it still says 1-0. And then the boards at Old Trafford change around the, around the outside, and it just come up, VAR, VAR being made, gold decision. And everyone's just like, what? Like, what's <laughs> going on? You just left for ages. It's just so stupid. And then it's like, oh, yeah, 2-0, yeah. And then everyone's like, wait. Like, there should be a sign from the ref as well, like towards the crowd, like just a VAR. <laughs> Flips them up. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like, if you just seen the ref running off to a monitor, you'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We don't We don't get it, but we get it. So basically, yeah, loads of chances, uh, Pereira with shots from outside the box, uh, good saves, like you said, a pen shot for Rashford, we were always in. Even, and I'm going to say this now, but even Fred. <laughs> he was unreal. Even, really. whoa, well, steady on. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was unreal, but he had a great game, yeah. Like, he showed his Shakhtar the next form there. He showed why United signed him for 60 million, <laughs> him. 60 million pounds. But even he had a shot. <laughs> and it was a stinger as well. It hit the keeper's hands and went through his hands and then hit the bar. It was quite unlucky, really. But, I mean, I don't know like, how much is that because Brighton was giving us loads of space that Fred got a chance to play. If someone pressures him, will he just fall to bits again? Because he usually just, no no disrespect to him, he had a great, great game. But he usually just, like, plays balls out for throw-ins and, and like, his touch like is really, safe. Yeah, his touch is really quite poor sometimes as well, Fred. But in all fairness, him and McTominay were playing absolutely brilliant in midfield, breaking balls up and stuff and getting us back on the attack and countering Brighton. So we went in at half-time with, everyone was just like, whoa, we were all, like, looking around like, shit, this is a great performance. I mean... I know people will say you're only playing Brighton, but like I said, like I said at the start of the season, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that we were getting beat that was annoying me. It was the way that we were playing. So even if you get beat and you're playing like in that way, you don't really mind. It just shows how United can play. I think your potential for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. So half time happens, and then I've been saying a lot this season. We have really good first halves. And we go in at half-time and we come out, especially with us being 2-0 up. And you just think, don't rest on our laurels here. Like, let's go out and finish it off. And we came out and Brighton started really well. So you're like, great. Here we go again. Here we go again, yeah. Exactly that, mate. Basically, on the 64th minute, they get a corner and they get a goal from that corner. There's a good finish. (laughs) He rose above everybody, didn't he? The, the annoying thing for me, I mean, I, I don't know, I've not had it confirmed, I've not I've not seen it on any punditry or anything, but I think Ollie's got a zonal now. What's it, we do as well, don't we? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of become, that's another thing that came in, wasn't it? And I'm sure that was Brendan Rodgers that started was that. Was it? Oh, was it Rafa Benitez? It might have been actually. Might have been Benitez, not That brought that in, zonal. I'd never heard of zonal before me until that, I'm sure it was Benitez. But we, ne- we always used to be man for man, and when you're looking at that corner... You just play into pockets, don't you? Yeah, it just put in and, and Maguire like sees him into the space and tries to get him, but it's too by that time react, it's too it? late. Yeah, yeah. Like just if you're man for man, you're there with him anyway. Like you're challenging him, pulling yeah. him, trying to gain an advantage. Yeah, yeah. It just 
So it, it just looks like we're zonal, like someone probably listening to this United fan that's like, cause we're zonal, you idiot, but I just, I've not heard it if we are or if we aren't, I don't know. So, but that's a real issue for us, especially with corners. But then, where we'd usually then, like, you could see the anguish in the stadium, where we'd usually then be like, oh no, we're going to draw this. The reaction was absolutely spot on. So literally, immediate reaction on our next attack. Fred plays a ball in behind to Rashford, who has Martial in with him, plays it into Martial, and then Martial gives it him back, and then it's it's a great finish by Rashford. Yeah, it was a good finish. Yeah, he has a, lot, he has a lot of work to do, because I think there's like three players on the Did line. Did he smash it off the crossbar or something? Yeah, he, he basically hits it in off the crossbar. Like, what was Ryan doing? He's like, no one in his net, was he? It's like, it's like a free target, really, apart from like two defenders. Yeah, he's, he had a, yeah, it was a tight angle to it, like still, but uh, there was a few players back there, but the keeper was all over the place. And then we just carried on, really, then. We carried on attacking, and James was really bright, and we were, we were getting in behind. Did you see Rashford's miss of the season? Yeah. So we, did Fred play me for that? No, it was James. Oh, it was, sorry, it was James when he cut inside the box and yeah, played so on the it edge. Yeah, it was a counter-attack, and you're thinking, James play, it, James play it. He sits a defender down, then plays it. It was harder to miss than it was to score. And then Rashford, oh, my God, how he misses that, I have no idea. He's literally on a plate for him. But he's, he screws it wide. So um, what I didn't really talk about much so far was our defending because that was really brilliant as well. Especially the two full-backs. I mean, you know how much you're going about Wan-Bissaka's defending anyway. It's it's unreal. Like You very rarely see anyone get past Wan-Bissaka. I mean, it'll obviously happen. But you're very rarely... He just, he just goes to ground all the time. I don't know I say it all the time, but... He's just he's brilliant at tackling. That sounds daft, but it's <laughs> his job. It's his job. He's a defender, but he's just so good at it. And and then Brandon Williams coming in for Ashley Young just offered us something different. Like he was pushing forward loads, getting in one on ones and shoulder to shoulder, like really giving like it to positive. players. Yeah, like putting his foot in, getting stuck in, really getting the crowd behind him, like getting a react, getting the crowd on the feet. That's what he wanted, isn't it? Yeah, and he he had a really really good game. He actually got United's man of the match. So it finished 3-1 anyway, um, with a really, really positive performance from us. So just to put into perspective as well, like I was saying about um, Brighton being really dirty, 14 fouls and five yellows they had. Jesus. I know in the game, they would, I think that was not the game plan, but I think they were going out to be like, right, we need to stamp like our authority on it, get in yeah, the faces, because yeah. we're quite quick on the break. Now Martial's back. But he played, did he have like a hat-trick of assists or something? Or nearly had a hat-trick of assists? Yeah, we got... Well, this is it. He got two assists and didn't get a look in the command alone, but we uh, had loads of opportunities, which was really, really good to see. So that was my main positive, really, that we had that come from the game is that we had we were just creating, creating, creating all the time. We had twenty one shots and eleven on target, which is unheard of for us, really. Yeah, that's like it's next <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, it is really for us. It's like normal for anybody else. Yeah, that's my main positive is that we kept attacking. And another, my other positive would be. And this is. I'm glad you sat down. But move positive is it is Fred, <laughs> just because of the fact that it's in there. Like you know what I mean. You know we don't get too carried away because it's one game out of twelve where he's actually played well. So hopefully it'll take this like confidence into the next game, won't he? Well, this, for you anyway. Not yeah, for yeah. This is it. So I mean, hopefully, yeah. Like um, he's trying to cement his place in the squad. He's got the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, and then my negative that I would say from the game even though it was a really brilliant performance, was that we finished the game with... I don't know if you heard, if you listened to the last podcast, we talked about the League Cup, didn't we? And I, I talked about United being like a smash and grab against Chelsea, and we only had like 27% possession or something daft like that. 
this game where we were the better team, we scored three goals against Brighton, 42% possession. Brighton still had more of the ball. Jesus. I just feel That's like... That's what you do though, isn't it? Well, this is it. I just feel like... I know it's a risky game to play because if you're going to do that against a better, as well. if you're going to do that against a better team, I'd like to see us have the ball and control the ball more. But I mean, you can't argue because, like I say, we were creating so many chances. But it's a uh, possession is everything, mate. Look what we did against Villa. We yeah, seventy-eight percent, didn't we? Yeah, that's what I mean. We just smashed things around there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're right, mate. Yeah, to be honest. But the main thing is, like I said, we're playing better football. It's the way we're going about it. So good to see. Now, I would like to talk to you about the result. I don't want to talk about the result. Do you know? Honestly. I have time. I was in the money, mate. <laughs> so, as you know, we predict every Painful week in the race. The one, right? <laughs> we predict in the race to the Ronaldo haircut, if you don't know. <laughs> so, basically, I'm currently winning predictions 4-2. Quite two. convincing at the moment. Hmm. And now I'm winning 5-2, because I predicted a Manchester United home win of 3-1. Boom, Gosh. mate! I was the happiest person in that stadium when Rashford <laughs> missed that one with that sitter. He put it wide, and I was like, "Yes!" The guy next to me was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, I've got the prediction." Yeah, there. like I'm a Brighton fan, <laughs> but the prediction was correct. As I say, mate, it's a long season. It's a long season, but you don't want to start at three behind me, which no. is where you are. I'm being terrible at the moment. So unrealistic predictions. Another prediction in the bag. Thank you. And it's a plastic. It's not a plastic bag because I'm Enjoy in the environmental league. With United. It's a paper bag. It's a paper bag. Could be ripped any time, mate. So can you if you carry on getting beat. So yeah, another point in the bag. So overall, you're feeling very positive over your performance. Yeah, but I was feeling very positive against Norwich. Remember? And, came back down to and then we played Bournemouth, so I don't want to get too excited. I mean, we've got international break now, so it'll get. I'll, I'll be able to calm down a bit. So that leads to the admitted the main event of the main event, the much much bigger game. I, I have no problem in saying that because we won a game. So, I'm <laughs> so obviously there's so much hype going into this match. Don't believe it. Sky, we're bigging it up, mate. The Star Wars themed <laughs> build up. Star Wars, yes. was it? Yeah. Shit. So like they were hugely bigging it up, which inevitably usually means that it's going to be an absolute dire match. It could sometimes be an anti climax, can't it? Oh, yeah. So like. It's a horrible feeling because there was so much pressure on Liverpool going into this match. Where we're the home side, we've not been beaten two years at home. We've had the upper hand on City for a long time. Yeah, you have, yeah. And obviously we've been top of the league, like as if I didn't say. Yeah, but it was. Nobody knows. <laughs> so, like, really, it could have gone one or two ways. If we'd have got beat, it gives City the momentum, being three points behind us. Going into the international break, they can obviously recruit themselves and then go again, and they'll obviously we'll end up. Doing what we did last year, and then on the other spin, we could win. Yeah. Go nine points ahead of City, mm. eight points ahead of Leicester and Chelsea. Chelsea, and going to international break, happy as Larry that we're top top of the pile. What happened? <clears throat> Reveal to these lovely viewers that are. We also <laughs> won three one, mate. Oh yeah, you did. Did you? Yeah, yeah same three score, yeah. So Captain Jordan Henderson was back after his illness, making his two hundred fifty for parents for the Mighty Reds. Shit, a lot of appearances. Yeah, a stranger gave us some stick on the last podcast. <laughs> you did? I, I didn't understand that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's like, he's a, like you say, we were discussing his captaincy, whether he's... You, I was proper shocked. I was I like, know, yeah, he's like, like, I do like, rate him as a good just player. He doesn't give anything on the pitch. I was like, oh, right, okay. I, was like, like, I gave, thought he was a good captain. Gives, like, you were like, no. I was like, all right. He <laughs> gives a lot of effort. I think <laughs> in, in terms of like creativity, he lacks that creativity sometimes. Well, he's not we've that got, type of player, though, is he? But that's what we need at times. 
Because you can't always rely on the front three. What are you saying about Matic? You know what? He lacks pace. But where's he these days? He's nowhere to be seen. In Dubai, injured, good. <laughs> good. Anyway, fuck United. Yeah, um, sorry. I've invaded. <laughs> Money made his 100 competitive appearance for the Reds as well. Okay, now Milestone City. And then the clock made five changes to the team that played Genk. Lovren came in, Robertson, Hendo, Firmino, and Manny was back. And then for City, Edison was ruled out, as we've, we fought anyway. Oh, yeah, he and pulled Brad, up, didn't he, yeah. in Champions League? I think it was in Champions League, yeah. Claudio and Bravo then they had, had somebody sent off as well. It was Bravo that sent off as well yeah. in Champions League. Yeah. But he, he featured for City at the weekend. So the game itself, mate, it was just like, it delivered. That's all I can say is like, it was just end-to-end exchanges of good football and to be honest City I don't think it was it end to end I just feel like it was all City first half and you just went bang no, bang no. see you later well like kind of smash and grab again just just uh, well we, just just great counter attacking football yeah well maybe that was Klopp's game plan Ugh. that came out of my <laughs> mouth then did you just say <laughs> that oh no so like I to, you know I had to get beat so I'm not so happy yeah so really it was like relentless attacking by City for the majority of the first opening couple of minutes um, so we've got a talking point early on haven't we oh, early it's on. early on mate it's like was I think it was after minutes? six six yes. or five minutes wow. we literally um, we had this, this debate offline didn't we yeah but go on so City I think it was Kevin De Bruyne who was like man of the match probably for City where he's creating left, left right centre so many chances for City on the edge of our area and I think he played the ball into Bernardo Silva and obviously he was come steaming into our box took a deflection with Lovren tackled him took a deflection off his Ooh. arm into the path of our six yard box and Trent was running and tracking back obviously then changed direction and his, his left arm was it? Handball right arm right arm was hanging out and it, yeah it was a handball but what's annoying me about this incident is that Sky and every other media have ignored the fact that before it struck Trent's arm it was a handball by Bernardo Silva everyone keeps ignoring the fact that before it even got anywhere near Trent he handballed in the first place but I think they were saying that they don't review free kicks is that right? Don't know. On VAR, it's it's only well, penalty instance, like handballs. That would have been a penalty. So that wouldn't have been re- reviewed, hence why they were only looking at Trent's handball. Oh, mate, it's just too so, many grey areas. That's what I mean. So, like, in my opinion, is like, if you're watching that replay in fast motion, you won't really see it, but in slow motion, you can clearly see that it struck I just, Bernardo Silva's yeah, arm it, it, before it hit Trent's. I just thought they didn't do that because Trent Alexander-Arnold, for his full name, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, Full name. In like a latter stage of the game, I don't know when it was, the ball hits his hand again in the area and Pep Guardiola starts that was really, about That was really close, wasn't it? That was because it was really close. His arm was that bad as I'm glad you've said that. That was really close on the deflection, wasn't like, it, really? He couldn't do anything about he that. He can't move out of the way of it, no. can he? So that's why Bernardo Silvers wasn't looked at, because he could have done anything about that. He went to cross it, it come off your player and then ricocheted off his hand, dead dead close. So, so I understand. Trent is a ricochet because it ricocheted always. No, but ricochet. because the ball like wouldn't ball. Say Bernardo Silva's playing that ball that way anyway. With his hand. <laughs> I know what you mean, <laughs> but it's too close. Like that's not going to be handball, is it? If it goes knee hand off, but when it goes to him, it hits Trent's hand. No, but like, it's ele- not intentional. The elephant in the room really is. Twenty seconds later, we went down the other end. Great account in tap football. You say Mane sprinted. I think Robbo played into Mane. Mane shot down the left hand side of the pitch. Left them um, stones for dead. Put a cross in. City didn't clear the lines. I think um, what's the left back called? Uh, Angelino. Uh, Angelino. Instead of like tracking out towards Fabinho, they all thought even I'm the, going to go back to the left back position. Even the midfielder in the box, no one gets out. And then Fabinho was like, 
got acres of space here. He takes a touch and everything, doesn't he? I'm just going <laughs> to smash this next to it, rock it straight into like the left-hand side of the goal. Yeah. And to be fair, Edison may have saved it, but like, he can, might you, have can, done, you, but can you really playing, call so. it? There was that much pace in the shot. It just beat the keeper. It was a good finish. It beat Bravo, though. And then you, you can see no, Aguero. Edison. Sorry, you can see Aguero and all sorts going sick at the referee, like saying, why isn't there a penalty? Blah, blah, blah. Like we did against United. Yeah. You know, we did, There's we so many phases of play after it, though. We stopped. And um, it wasn't given. No. But like the elephant in the room is that, let's be honest, what referee is going to give a penalty and disallow a Liverpool goal at Anfield? <laughs> it's like that, that, I mean, that, is, that is the call. I used to get stick for not getting decisions at Old Trafford. But that's, that's the cause. Like the referee would have had, to have minerals, stones of steel to say, right, do you know what? Yeah, but isn't that what VAR is for? I know, yeah, but they're not going to overturn the ref's decision, are they? So they bottled it in England's um, I've... training complex, wherever it is. St. George's Park. St. George's Park, yeah. VAR. Yeah, and then obviously the referee was like, do you know what? It, it was 20 seconds after the event. I didn't see the handball, so I'm not going to give it. Well, no, the ref took it to VAR, didn't he? Yeah, but he didn't see it, so he couldn't give it. Yeah, yeah, and so VAR, the ref's absorbed any decision, it. hasn't he? Yeah. But for me, it's handball. And it shouldn't be given. Happened anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But for me, it's handball and it shouldn't be given because I just think it was helpless. Like Trent is like you, you've all been there when you when you're tracking back and change direction, your arms are out. Yeah, of course. So yeah. what can he do? He couldn't really. Just because it come a long way and it is on it's handball yeah. because they say it doesn't matter if it's intentional or not. Like yours against us when it come over the top of Lindelof and Mane, United v Liverpool, and it hits Mane's hand and he scores, but it wasn't intentional, but it is hand. So. <laughs> Oh no, handball or no handball. But it then was, it was just a class finish, mate. It's like, but then yeah, for City, there's so many phases of play, and no one gets back. Like Stones could attack on Manny. That's where they, they could have booted the ball clear. They could have closed Firmino down. But when when you play footy, eleven aside at our level, which is admittedly shit. Well, not Speak shit. For yourself. And you was gonna get something back. <laughs> but um, when you play an eleven side, did you play centre half? I used to get forced to play centre. I used to get forced sometimes. But even at our level, you've got a centre half when the ball goes out saying, get out! Telling you to get Put your body on the line. Why did none of them get out? No, not one of them. They all just stay in the area, that's what I thought. I think Gundogan cleared the ball, didn't he? And then they just stayed in there? Like he P-rolled it. Though, Fabinho was like, put my foot on it, roll it. Yeah, I'm gonna hit this. And then not one of the defenders even jumped in front of the ball. Like, so they deserved it. Yeah, so like, really? for me, it's like your argument with United, there's so much more happened after that event to yeah. get to the goal, so like... Why would it be disallowed? Yeah. But so. just before you move on, the VAR ref was Paul Tierney. That was in the VAR room on that day. Oh, was it really? In yeah. his Twitter bio, it says, Premier League ref, Liverpool fan. <laughs> like, that's a lit. Yeah. Nice one, mate. <laughs> so, um, absolute <laughs> backhander there, mate, defo. So, like, like I say, it was, a, it was a fast, frantic start, mate, to the game. Yeah, it really was. So, despite us getting the early goal and obviously kicking on and pushing a bit more forward with City having the majority of the ball they missed two glorious chances mate and I mean I, glorious I, chances I don't want to say they battered you but like Kevin De Bruyne I think was on the edge of our box and played like a, a world of a free kick like an in-swing and free kick yeah stupid. all our defence tried to play the offside strap strap <laughs> trap <laughs> um, and Sterling missed an absolute easy chance with his head right in front of the goal didn't he and put it wide they had so many chances didn't um, they? and then Aguero of all people mate just failed to convert another easy chance can't score at Anfield 
So at that point, I was thinking, oh God, although we were 1-0 up, City were like proper control in the match. And it looked like they could score at any point. But then what happened, mate? Yeah, in the second. We got in the second. Trent picked up the ball and just played like an absolute worldie of a like, diagonal pass right across the field over to his, his um, opposite number. And you thought, that pass was amazing. <laughs> what? Surely that can't be beat. Like, it was like a 60-yard pass of perfection straight into the feet of Robbo. Robbo then ran down the line and just put like an inch-perfect cross it's like in slow mo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was yeah. an inch perfect cross into the box, which yeah, it had like fair enough. City didn't really like a recognised centre backs playing, didn't they? Like Stone is just playing crap at the moment, even though he's a centre back. And then they played um, Fernandinho, was yeah. it? Yeah, that they played. Yeah. And because he's obviously trying to position to get himself in the right place, he just couldn't quite reach it, could he? Yeah, it was just an inch perfect and pass. You, you, you couldn't defend that. Salah ran onto it with ease and just like nodded it straight past Bravo, yeah. didn't he? I know they've got no centre halves, but you can't defend that. No, it was it, just like inch it perfect. Almost pass. Come, it almost come back on itself, the ball. Like it, it had that much curl on it, didn't it? And it was on a plate, it's like you couldn't really miss. Like people said Bravo could have done better because it, it wasn't either side of him, it was like diagonally straight time, really. But even so, it was like a good move at, and at pace. Mm. Like if you no, normal yeah. speed, there's no way you could have stopped no, it. It was like no. just a good move. That was just a, diff- that was just a great ball. Yeah. And at that point, like I think uh, Pep was like, oh, not again. We're at Anfield, Liverpool scored two, three early goals, what are we going to do? Yeah. So I was made up, the cop was going sick. And then not long after that, Genie had a, like an opportunity on the edge of the box. We, he won the ball back. I think it was like a high press. Won the ball back. Played a nice one-two in Mane. Got into the box and then like, like scuffed his shot, do you know what I mean? So it could have been 3-0 within 15 minutes. It was like unbelievable stuff, mate. Fairy tale stuff. <laughs> um, and then again, City had a, another opportunity with Aguero, where um, I think he was on the edge of our 18-yard box tried to curl one into the bottom corner Alisson saved it then a couple more minutes later after that Angelino managed to somehow get himself in between our Good defense that, yeah. and then it was like an outside the shot foot and it skimmed our post so again we were let off then just before our time Alisson it's like something we're not renowned for Alisson had the ball in our box and seen an opportunity to ping it over the top like an unbelievable pass and then Trent took it into his stride ran through the middle of the City defence played it into Firmino and he just shot straight at Bravo so another good chance for us and then again Kevin De Bruyne created another chance for Aguero yeah, he does. spooned it again didn't he and then um, it was half time mate so the first half was just like you say the majority of the possession and chances were City we were lucky to go in 2-0 yeah, up really was I I watched the first half on my phone after the United game. I was waiting for, to get picked up by my half. I was outside Old Trafford Cricket Ground just watching it. And I was like, fucking hell. I was like swearing out loud. People must have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I was watching it and it was, it was such a good half of football. I didn't watch the second half. But the first half was... Is that because out of spite? You're like, oh God. No, I was just like, I just couldn't believe it because I was like, shit, City are going to score here. And then you just... Hit him twice on a counter attack. And I think, I think Salah did have a chance actually just before half time, didn't he? Genie played a ball on the edge of the box and Salah tried curling to the top corner, didn't he? But it's like a camera save, there's no pace behind it. But like, yeah, we were just really lucky to go in two goals to the good, like clean sheet. But I mean, that's one more thing about us at the moment is it doesn't matter if we're home or away, we just can't seem to keep a clean sheet. Mm. And I think it's more because there's so much emphasis on us going forward, trying to score goals, like trying to entertain the Premier League, that we're forgetting it's, at times you need to make sure you've got that security that you're not going to leak any goals. So the second half starts off pretty much very similar to the first. It was very similar, really. Lots of energy, loads of closing down, a fast approach and a fast start by Liverpool. And it was 3 0, mate, within like five minutes of the second half. Arse. <laughs> second half beginning. Um, I think about Trent did some nice, like, one two passing just after. 
past the halfway line with Firmino, played it into Jordan Henderson, and I a bit like say beginning of the podcast, I was giving him stick, ran down the right hand side of the pitch and just putting this inch perfect cross from the byline, <laughs> bypassed the whole of the city fence, and Manny just nodded onto it, put See? a nice header into the like, towards the goal. And to be honest, I think Bravo should have done better. Well, this is when people said he should have run it for the first one. That one he should have done better. He should have had stronger he, hands. He hung it up, up, didn't he? Yeah, didn't yeah. he? Henderson. And why did he just come out and just go? Umph and swat out the air. You just in slow motion. It's great. You can see stones. Everyone going. He, he can't in no man's land. Bravo. He's like watching it, and he's. Well, he's how funny he's was already it? Passed him before he died. How funny was it to see Henderson running down the wing? It was. He was like. He's weird. Looked out of place. But it's like an unreal pass, mate. Yeah. Like inch perfect assist. Yeah, we'll leave him alone. Kevin De Bruyne would have been proud if he had someone to get onto it because Aguero can hit a barn door at Anfield. Yeah, he can. And then uh, not long after that, I think because John Henderson's been ill, um, he came off a of Milner. <laughs> and obviously Milner is just relentless he just put his body on the line just kicks people doesn't he so it changed the dimension of our actual match and then City just came into it more and more mate Sterling was like causing all sorts of problems around our defence he was just like, everywhere I think he had like a chip in his shoulder mm. he's getting so much stick all the time at Anfield he wanted to prove a point and he should have scored really um, not long after we got our third Kevin De Bruyne put another inch perfect cross in for Aguero just in front of our six yard box as well I think and usually Aguero's one of them where he just taps in doesn't he and it just went straight past him so weird it, was, it really he's is cursed the I man's cursed it's um, 11th game at Anfield and he's still not scored and that's I think 8 for City 3 for Atletico Madrid <laughs> no it, way really yeah and he's still not been stretches able to back score. to Atletico Madrid but like, he's had so many chances the thing is he's not like he's not had any chances he's only had he's four had so clear cut chances. in that game yeah so we were let off again. It was like part of the mouth stuff. When he missed that chance, like could have changed it so much to make it 3-1. And then Trent tried another outrageous pass across the field again to Robbo, who played another brilliant ball into Milner. I think it was a young Omri Milner. And obviously Milner's got no pace. And then Stones managed to just clear it. So we could have been 4-0 up at that point, which sure. would have been game over in it. But there's one thing when we, when we play City is like, don't matter how many goals we score, they're still capable of scoring they're equally the same amount of goals, yours, aren't yeah. they? So you're never quite reassured that the game's over. Like, no. if it, anything to go by, the 4 3 in the Champions League. So at that point, I still wasn't sitting pretty. Yeah. I was still like quite anxious that they might come back into the game. And then Sterling, had, like I said, Early in the, in the podcast before that, he had another shout for a penalty. And he was pushed in the back by Lovren, if I remember right. I think he was running towards our goal and Lovren gave him a little slight nudge. And VAR reviewed it. It wasn't given, so it's like the third time in that game. It's just funny seeing Pep going sick. And the touch like, twice. So animated. Oh, that was about the handball, that one. Yeah, you, you can just see, like, twice. You just see how, how much it means to him because obviously he just can't get one over Jurgen Klopp. It's just brilliant to see like how perfect he is and how good of a manager he is. He just can't get one over Jurgen Klopp. There was a mad start on Soccer AM about they've met something like 17 times and Klopp's won like eight of them. Has he really? Yeah, he's won Jesus. more. Jesus. Um, and then inevitably, with all that pressure that City had, Angelino broke down left on the side of our box, putting a nice cross actually, and it bypassed all our defence. And Bernardo Silva finished quite smartly. That was a good finish, good finish yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And that point, like three one, game on. What minute? Was, <coughs> what minute was that? I think that was like the seventieth. I think. So yeah. So there's still a bit of time left. Time. And then again, Sterling was causing us all sorts of problems. He get changing sides of the pitch, running all the defence. 
he was running um, Trent ragged I think because Trent put so much effort into going forward at that point in the game he was getting tired and a bit mm-hmm. leggy and we ran to the box um, and like I said before he put another cross in and because Trent was so close to him again that, that was the yeah, handball that one isn't handball nah. for me not at all it's too nah, close he just couldn't move his body out of yeah, the way could too, he? too close that so momentum at this point was all with City it was like attack after attack so then Gomez came on in place of Salah I think it was because I think he was feeling his uh, slight knock on his ankle and then he went right back Trent pushed a bit into midfield yeah right no way <laughs> and then that's when that moment happened wasn't it with oh right because he was defending yeah, yeah. still a bit of an ah, altercation right. and then yeah because I haven't actually seen that on he kind of shoved him and it's obviously Sterling getting a lot all through the match turned around said something to him Gomez pushed him in the exchange right. a few words okay. and everybody couldn't so that's push what them apart because I saw the I saw the the Alexander Arnold and Sterling thing when he nudges him into the boards but Gomez kind of leaves one on him John. ah right because like, he, what you're doing. he even has a go at Trent though doesn't he because yeah. Sterling comes back on the pitch and then he's like don't push me no don't push me don't push me <laughs> like Sterling's like oh my god he's having a sorry it's a contact time. sport mate get over it yeah yeah so pretty much it was all a city then really and we, we, we escaped with a win mate see now so like I said to you the other day I said like the worrying thing for me for the Premier League is that we haven't been playing poorly but we've not been playing at our best either do you not think no, we've like we showed spells, like we showed glimpses of what we can do, but we've not played ninety minutes of like Jurgen Klopp football where we just annihilated the team and just destroyed them, wiped the floor and scored five, six goals. We've not had a performance like that. We've been scraping one nils, last minute goals, mm. and putting in good performances, but not a typical Liverpool performance last year. So is that like a negative from the result? Would you so say? If I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a negative, but I think it's for me. I do generally start to believe that we are going to win the Premier League. There's still 26 games to go. Jesus. <laughs> if you were to hear an eye roll, you would have just heard that. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I've got a feeling that we're eight points clear. City's run of fixtures. If we just look at City, they're run of fixtures next. They've got so many hard games. They've got United, they've got Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton. So, like, on paper, they've got the harder fixtures between now and Christmas, but then we've got other things to give taking into consideration you've got like 5 million games to play so there's a long way to go and as long as we can keep players injury free whereas like Salah's just gone off on international duty I think mm. he's got a slight knock so whether he pulls out I don't know so he's had this niggling injury for a few weeks so if he was to go out we'd have a Rigi which isn't a terrible player to bring in but he's not a salary is he no, so these things could the change same, the direction really. of our mm. season so yeah all in all mate momentum's of us we're top of the league and I'm ecstatic that we beat City at all Positives and negatives, what you saying? Made up. So, positive, we laid down a mark to the rest of the Premier League. <laughs> they made, like, we're still unbeaten, and the best is still yet to come. <laughs> you don't know that. We're eight points, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. Eight points clear of Leicester and Chelsea, like I touched on before. Now ahead of City, so we've got to lose three games before City can even draw levels. Yeah, I, just, I know it works. <laughs> I just can't see us losing five games this year. Wow, you are not going to be able to exit this room. Your head is so big. His <laughs> head's big. Growing. His head's big anyway. But fuck me, you should see the size of his head. You have to and walk sideways out of this room. <laughs> and I think the only negative I'd take out of it is again we failed to keep a clean sheet. That that's it really. This is what I've been saying all season, and I thought this was where you might come unstuck against City. I thought teams can get at you. I thought, shit, if United can get at them, and how good City's front line, and they had so many chances. And just didn't convert it. It could be like a five-all draw, really. I just feel like, at some point, you could, <laughs> we are gonna get you're going to concede two and only score one and get beat. Do you know what I mean? I just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously I'm biased towards what well, you used to lose. We played the best team in the Premier League and we didn't get beat. Yeah, you drew with us. Um, <laughs> so, and then you played City. <laughs> 
But no, it's... We're not um, talking in past presence here. Hey, do you know what, though? You were saying last week, last I think it was on last week's podcast, and you've been saying to me um, when we talk, not on the podcast, about Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, how like, you think he could play midfield. And that's the first game when I've watched, granted only watched the first half, where I thought... He's proper, like, he's more of a midfielder than he's a defender. Well, that's where he starts he's range off, of me, and stuff like that. And I think he, he, you might have, like, a Gareth Bale situation there where he, he, naturally, he naturally moves up and ends up playing he, on the wing. He's good at free kicks. Because he's defending shit. Yeah. And he's good at free and kicks. And his range of right passing's back. quite good. And he's he's fast and he gets about, doesn't he? He's got, he's got a good shot on him. His yeah. free kicks are good. He can score goals. In fact, goals. I'm going to say, I would say that that's definitely going to happen, I think. I feel like next season he won't even be a he's right back. He's learning his training and he'll push a bit further. Yeah, because that happened, remember when Bale and he was left back and he was number three, wasn't he? And he had that sick season and, and he played Inter. And he just tore him out. He just tore, he just him, tore apart, him apart. And then the next season he was playing left wing. Like, for me, this is a big call. Like, But if we were to lose one of the front three, especially Salah... Well, it's on that side, isn't it? You could this put was, Trent up there. This was what I was going to get into then. So I thought, say you lose Salah, and everyone's like, oh, well, if you lose what Salah, you you're fucked. But, but what I've seen, you could probably play Alexander-Arnold there. Like on the right-hand side. Yeah. Have equal balance. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't have to worry about defending them because he's shit at defending. Yeah. It's, it's something, if he's going to stay there, it's something he's got to learn, isn't it? Mm. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> a lot of comparisons with on like United um, fan sites and Liverpool fan sites. And, you know, like obviously they, they compare players and they compare Wan-Bissaka and Arnold and I just think they're just two completely different they play in the same players. position but different if you players, could mould them into one person I <laughs> think you'd have like defender. the perfect like kind of fullback wouldn't you but so yeah I have to hold my hands up and say like I agree with you when you said that that, that about him maybe being like a more of a midfield player yeah and you might see it as the season goes on like so yeah so you predicted boom what did you predict 4-2 Four Four two. Two. And I, I wasn't far off. I predicted 2-2. Two, two. I got the right amount of goals in the game. But but you didn't get it right, thankfully. Well, I got one, though. <laughs> so it's 5-3 in the predictions table. 5-2, mate. That's the, that's the burn. That is the burn. But, um, yeah, so just I wanted to touch on this, actually. So, like I said, I mentioned before, a little bit earlier, we do a combined 11 where we obviously say, we talk about who we think should be in the 11 from both of our teams. It caused a bit of a stir this we week, did didn't it? it? So, like, a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people, not a lot of people, but people were saying, like, because we didn't put Alexander-Arnold All in lover. there, did we? All over. And so, there's a, is, does he work at your place, Martin you Brown? Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. So, Martin Brown was saying on the Facebook about, well... Lovren was and, and Alexander Arnold was, but this is the thing, it's like a combined eleven, isn't it? Like and he made a comment that we only played we only played Brighton and that you played City and I need to swallow my mank pride, but mate, the amount of times this season that I've not even put a player forward for that combined eleven because we've played level. Yeah, and we've literally just put a full I mean the prior week it was only the hater. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that like you, although we only play Brighton, you can only play as put in front of you. And if, if you play well, you play well, and there's not enough credit. This is the home debut, so this is that's it. the reason why he's on the team. Like Trent's been unreal all season, and he's probably been decided every single week. So. And I'm sure, in, I'm sure, in one of the combined 11s, we'll probably end up putting him in further up the pitch, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just caused a bit of a stir. So get involved <laughs> on the combined 11s if you uh, if you're listening and you you follow us. So that leads us nicely into to the, the, the previews. Yeah. So who. Our, our upcoming game. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look ahead and see who our upcoming games are. 
Obviously, we go into international break now, so we don't play until the following weekend. So we have got Chef United away. Tough time, mate. Tough game. Tough game. So obviously, I don't they're, have, they're in fine form at the moment. Yeah, I don't have a comparison from last season because they obviously came up, but Chris Wilder's got we struggled tight. away too. We struggle. Is only Henderson does a favour, didn't he? Yeah, Chris Wilder's got him. Like he's, they remind me of when Burnley came up. The way Sean Dyche had just a, a tight proper, well drilled, tight unit. Yeah, playing as a team, look like him playing, playing for each together. Other, aren't they? Like, and they've got a little bit of a like a small, really good atmosphere ground like Turf Moor. And if you look at the side, there's no superstar. They all, they've got like mm. good, capable players. Oh yeah, there's yeah. no suit. He's not going out on bolt worldy players. No, he's just no, stuck no. With the same eleven more or less yeah. last year. So that'll be that'll be a tough game for us. That, but it's like a proper must win because well, it's not a must win because, like I keep saying, the league is the league is what it is this season for us. But it'd just be good because they're above us and we'd leapfrog them, which is really really good. It's so. always tricky after international break, though, mate. That's the thing. That's no. another thing you've got to take into consideration. You who's going to come back injury free? Yeah, and because of the demand of the two games, they've been playing for it. They can, See, national teams this is the problem and I say this with inverted <clears throat> commas and I always say it lesser teams have less problem with international break because United and Liverpool and whoever is up there in the top whatever all their players just go South America Africa Europe everywhere Chef United won't have many internationals no. in that team and they'll all still be all week training together and that it's the same of us whereas we've all gone see you later and even our players that haven't gone they'll go somewhere like we've got Salah of Egypt they're playing in the... Um, it's not the African Cup of Nations. I think it's the qualifications, yeah. Oh, the qualifiers for yeah, it. Yeah, right. Keita, he's all that way, doing the same. Mane, and then the three Brazilians have jetted off somewhere random as well to play. Whatever, friendly. Yeah. And then obviously we've got about 16 internationals out, so it's like yeah, the no, majority this, this of the teams saying, out. Yeah, yeah, this is what I mean. So it affects the top teams probably more, because you just lose all your players. And then Jürgen Klopp's like praying, and so is Ollie that they'll come back injury-free. Yeah, we, yeah. So, <clears throat> if I had to, we've got to predict it, haven't we? Predict it, put that prediction in. 1 0 win. Ooh. Ooh. To Sheffield United. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, no United. Me, uh, United. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to go for a 1 0 draw. Yeah, that was what I was going to go for, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I just think. With them being at home, the crowd will be up for it with United coming to town. And I can't see you not scoring no at the same time. One hour. Actually, is Henderson eligible to play, actually? Henderson? The goalkeeper that you've got alone. Oh, I'm not sure. That's a good shout out, actually, mate. I don't know. But I'm, see, the thing is, I know what they'll do. They'll just sit in against us. That's what they'll do. They're not going to come and play against us. us. They play some nice football on the counter attack. I know, but what happened? You. you Snapped. A, a lot better attacking wise. The only thing that's good for us is we've got Marshall, Rashford, and James now. So I feel like, but we're shit when teams sit in, we're shit. So I'm hoping we snatch it. So it's going, it's going to be a close game. I mean, mm. you take one probably off. Be a, probably be a shit one to watch, to be honest. Because I think it'll just be. <laughs> I don't know, is it live on LFC TV? <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, so 1 0 and 1 0. What are you saying? Who have you got? We've got Crystal Palace away, which is another tough time, mate. Mm-hmm. I think the last two it's seasons. Not, Crystal Palace are up and down, aren't the they? The last two seasons, we've had the upper hand, I think. They'll do what they did against us. They'll just sit in. You just never know. It's like, if Zaha turns up, Palace turn up, and the last few weeks he's not. Love Zaha, mate. Oh, he's not. He's the most overrated player I think, in the yeah. Premier League. He's like, you went to United. Yeah, pants. but that's because there's something to do with Moyes. And then he spat, he spat his dummy out, didn't he? And some of they didn't get his move to Arsenal. Yeah. Unfortunately. Like, you, you, signed, you, like Zaha, no. you signed a contract 
You want another contract? Why sign a contract? Do I think he's a bit of a baller? He's got a bit of techers about him, but nah. No, I'm not rating him. He's a good player. Yeah. I just went up in the Liverpool team. Mm-hmm. Monks, he's had that United shirt on. <laughs> so is it home or away, did you away. say? Away. Away. So I think Salah's going to be out, personally, because he's had a knock for the last three weeks. Yeah, like Paul Bowie, he, was, he, he kept, getting knocked, kept getting knocked and then it was like, oh, I he think broke the, his I toe. Think the, inevitably <laughs> need to rest him at one point just to help him recover. So I think that could be the game. Mane and obviously Firmino will be there. Trent will be up front as well. <laughs> I'm going to go for, again, one all. Go for, go go for a draw. Again. Shit, really? Mm. Yes. That gives me free reign to go for a Liverpool win, which I'm going to go for. Uh, <laughs> at home? It's, a, it's away. Oh, away. Oh, shit, right. Mate, Palace ain't scoring against you. You have that bit of a like a bit of a bogey team for you, though, yeah, aren't they? With that, where that when you were going to win it and they pulled that, pulled it back. It's three and a half time, just in case you want to rub it in even more. Oh shit! It's a tough one. I was I was going to say two one us, but I just think we were. I can't see him scoring. I can't see him scoring. I'm going to say Benteke is going to come back to haunt us. I'm going to say you're going to win two now. I think I, I think say it, yeah no yeah it does a bit but I just feel like it's it's not as hard a game as you think I feel like you'll I think Palace a bit they can be shit they can be good they're one of them aren't they two 0 okay two-nil. predictions are in they're in the bag I just need to get one right this week yeah you've done some good predictions actually you've robbed some off me the last couple of uh, <laughs> podcasts so so yeah uh, that's that's what's done mate isn't it it is, is that done that's game week twelve Band done. Uh, you'll be going the Merseyside Derby won't you at the weekend so yeah, check absolutely. out the Instagram for that because obviously when we go to the game we'll we'll put it on our stories just so you can see a bit of insight into the match and that so big big game for them isn't it huge mate hopefully you get the first win the board and start moving at the table mm. yeah we'll look forward to the women's action this weekend so that leaves me all it leaves me to say now is thank you very much everybody for listening we really do appreciate you I know, I know, I say it all the time, but yeah, so thanks very much. I'd like if, to thank God. I'd like to thank God, I'd like to thank my agent, I'd like to thank my cleaner, and uh, I've got I've not got an agent or a cleaner, so <laughs> if you listen on iTunes and you would and you like it, could you leave us a five star review please? It'd be lovely. It really helps us get more visible when people are searching for football podcasts and stuff. We've got a, a few on there, but we would really like some more because we're greedy. So thank you very much if you do that. If you would like to contact us about anything, anything you've heard on the podcast or anything you've seen online or you want to agree or disagree or you want to talk to us about anything, then with an email address, which is uh, redsiderivals at gmail.com and our Instagrams and our Twitters. <laughs> I don't know why there's more. Our Instagrams and Twitters is <laughs> at redsiderivals and our Facebook is redsiderivalssocial. Thank you, Mr. Will Rice, for our musical theme at the start of the show. And boom, bosh. I shouldn't say boom, should I? <laughs> yeah, I clop. Stupid clop thing, isn't it? Boom. Bosh, I'll say bosh. So bosh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you for we'll do a we'll do an international break one and bring you the, all the women's action and any international uh, action where our, our yeah our players have been involved and stuff like that. Anything to say? Goodbye from me. Just just stop, <laughs> stop saying goodbye from me. Anything nice to the listeners to say? Just like say thank you. Hmm. So nice of you. Please give us some input. Questions are welcome. The questions are always welcome. At leeboy.org. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. And we'll see you next week for the international break number three.